You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that! Suck it off! Shut the goodness off! What a yoga! Hey, welcome to the Waste High Rugby Podcast, uh, the podcast that absolutely no one has asked for, but um, you're going to get it anyway. Um, thanks for joining today. We're here with Ben, Tom, Jack, and myself, Ed. Um, I we we want to start basically by thanking everyone who listened last week to the podcast. I think um, the feedback has been really good, and we we really appreciated everyone who's kind of tuned in and listened to it. Um, it exceeded all of our expectations, I guess, in terms of the amount of people that listened. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks for everyone. Um, this week we're going to kind of have a bit of a deep dive into into the Norwegian rugby. And, and some of the clubs. Um, we're going to hopefully provide our opinion on the waist-high rugby law that's been introduced in, in England, um, and then maybe some comments on the weekend's rugby as well. But I think first, uh, Ben, uh, it's good to have you with us. Shame you couldn't join us last week, but maybe if you could give everyone a bit of an intro to yourself. Um, and for those that don't know, Ben is also the the president of Blinden Rugby. Cool. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting introduction. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm from Northamptonshire slash Bedfordshire. Started playing rugby when I was seven, um, down at Leighton Buzzards. You've got two names in a place. It's probably not a very nice place. Um, <laughs> uh, play number number six, number five was where I grew up playing, and now I'm playing prop at Blinder. <laughs> it's where it always goes, ends up in the end. Um, yeah, so. I am the proud owner of two Clubman of the Year awards and one Dick of the Day award. I zero out of the match. <laughs> so, yep, here I am. And now I'm the president of Blender Rugby Club. <laughs> cool. And I also had a coach when we were terrible. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> Save that one for another day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess before we get into rugby, it's, uh, it's Easter Monday today or. I don't know what this holiday is called technically, um, but yeah, how was everyone's Easter breaks? Yeah, mine's good. I was up in uh, in the mountains with with the in-laws. Did some cross-country skiing, a uh, bit of drinking, and managed to uh, managed to sneak off and watch watch a bit of rugby out there. So uh, so that was nice. Um, beautiful part of the world up there. Wrong for me. Wrong for me. I can't. Yeah, told off. You know, you, you sent us you sent us a name in the group chat and I googled it and it turned out to be somewhere in Vietnam. Oh <laughs> so I was like, I don't think Jack's over there. Nah, it wasn't that it wasn't that far away. It was pretty far away. But um got up there on Wednesday and then and then stayed came back sort of last night. But right. lovely, lovely part of the world. I'd recommend it to anyone going up there. And uh I've been cross country skiing. I'm not very good at cross country skiing, um, but I've been to some places where people are Class Shushan, so when I learned how to do it, and it's basically uh, professionals and ninety-year-olds who used to be professional. So you're skiing along, and then some bloke who's looks like he's about to die, but flies past you, <laughs> and it's really it's not good for your confidence. But this place was people were, were terrible, so that was good. I'd recommend going there if you're not really good, because um, everyone's crap. I think Ben, you could do with that. When we went at New Year's, um, yeah, yeah, I probably fell over. More than I stood up. <laughs> I got got like one kilometer around. It was like, 
Nah, just went one kilo. Yeah, felt I didn't feel just as much going back as I did going up. It's awful. You're not built for cross country skiing. No, no, not really. <laughs> not especially not getting up on the ball over the skiing. Yeah, Tom, that was yours. Pretty good. I wrote loads of my master's thesis. Loads is in absolutely none of it. There we go. <laughs> However, I did choke someone out and learn how to get away with murder, so that was really good. I feel like you need to give that context. Yeah, I think that is a lot of context. <laughs> getting away with murder or choking <laughs> someone out. I think both you both. Perfect. Them. Okay, so choking someone out. One of my friends from Rugby Lagers fall because we've started doing a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu together, which the answer on it is trying to choke someone out, so that's pretty fun. And I just been watched How to Get Away with Murder, the TV show, which is really, really good. It's really interesting to see who's passed the envelope to someone, so I've gone and like watch the next episode instead of writing economics. <laughs> <laughs> Does that choke out with the lager? Yeah. I didn't actually choke him out. I made him tap with an armbar, but I was very close to me choking him on one. So you didn't choke him out at all? No, but it's hard to bear if I said choke him out rather than <laughs> an armbar because like choke him out is a good quarter, I think. But it's the same quickest, isn't it? But I said it, but he did stop to like correct my technique. So I did choke. So he helped you choke him out? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's correct. Assisted choking. <laughs> nice. Uh, ben, how was yours? Yeah, mine was good. I had my mum over from the UK. So we just went out Oslo Fjord and just uh, did a bit of island hopping, some walking. I went up to Egerbiv and walked around the Sculpture Park and that sort of thing. Made the most of the limited good weather we have had. Uh, yeah, um, I went home this morning and now I'm here. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I yeah I spent mine just uh, just north of Oslo. Um, I think it's pretty cool, right? You can literally take a metro up to Frognesetter and then you just walk for a few minutes and you're out in the nature already. It's yeah. uh, it's quite nice. But yeah, three days of hiking and camping and snowshoeing. Um yeah, I had a bit of a uh, with my with my big flippers. We've got to yeah, quite uh, <clears throat> share that. That that photo will be shared. I I think yeah. Uh, but no, it's good. I mean, it's pretty dangerous. So some areas like you know, if you sink in that snow, it's about four or five foot deep. But looks of things, you know, it's um it's a bit sketchy. So snowshoes are definitely recommended. But no, it's all good. Um, I think yesterday I've been done dirty by this podcast with that picture that you uh that you use of me. What the headless photo? No, no, just looking like an absolute footballer again. But you kind of like fake footballer. Yeah, you were meaning like a yeah joke, and then Ed, everyone else's pictures is like Ed's picture is like a professional picture after a rugby game. That's like a profile picture worthy. And now we're gonna we're gonna have that one of you in your shorts and your t-shirt and your flippers, pink <laughs> mounted, rather than that green, looking like the most tourist person, like the biggest tourist in the world. Yeah. Well, you make fantastic, like a fanning pack to give this step. Yeah, got to thank my girlfriend for that photo. Uh, nice. Good. Seems like we all had a pretty wholesome East weekend, apart from Tom, who was just learning to procrastinate. Uh, it's going to be found pretty good at it. Mate, why it's taking you 10 years to do a three-year degree? That's actually good. <laughs> That's actually going to be Tom's other podcast, is how to get away with procrastination. <laughs> Well, the loan in Norway is so good. You don't have to, you don't have to pay tax or anything. That's who you read to. No comment. Right. Just a dead scatter. I do pay taxes. 
I think yeah. Let's get into uh, I guess the the main topic of of the of the podcast today, which is all the Norwegian clubs in in the league. So um, I don't know. I would say maybe Ben or Tom. You you probably know a lot more than Jack and myself potentially. If you want to maybe give a background into the league a little bit. Okay, I'll start. So there's five fifteens teams in the league. There's us, Blinden, and and four others, which are <laughs> Bergen. They're from Bergen. Sarkina, who are from Oslo. Oh, we need to correct something from last week because Jack hadn't done his research and Oslo Rugby Club began in 1954. And some of them are still playing and I think half of them play in the back row. Yeah, the founding members, yeah. Uh, there's Trondheim. And they're from? They're from, well, where are Trondheim from again? <laughs> yeah, no, they're from Trondheim. And then there's Stavanger. Stavanger, yeah, Stavanger. So I really, really like Bergen because Bergen, when I played them in 2021, gave me man of the match. But my own place didn't, so I will never forgive, forgive you, Ben. <laughs> and uh, just for context on that one, I was like laying in a hospital bed, not remembering anything from the game. So <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't vote for you, Tom. <laughs> I said my vote through, but it got through on that Monday. Who did you vote for? Ah, oh, someone else. <laughs> Can you some point? He'll not forgive um, yeah, but Bergen, when we played Bergen, they had a really uh, big pack this year. So uh, it's a bit terrifying watching Ben get crumpled in the scrum time after time after time. But I think um, they've got some very good players. They've got a very quick winger called Benji. They've got, is it Marcus? Marcus. Marcus, you see, he's really good as well. The nine. Yeah, the nine, yeah. He did me completely <laughs> in one game. Sort of a nine, ten, fifteen, wherever they need him kind of player. I think. Uh, there was this rock and I was sure we had the ball. So I look up to like see where the space is and then I look back and then Marcis is 50 metres behind me about to run in under the post. So that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the rookers. Right. Yes, I got they're big, big boys, I mean. Yeah, no, they are big boys. It was yeah. um it was a tough game over there. Well, this year anyway yeah. I think uh, we hit, we had quite a lot of fun in the scrums in that game it was, it was sunny for about 20 minutes and then we had like pouring rain for 40 minutes yeah. so it was just like we would scrum and then we'd stand up and then the backs have already knocked it on so you just walk to where the next scrum is <laughs> and it was just it was just like for like almost 40 minutes and I remember we, we had one scrum where we went down the ball had come out and by the time we stood up, it was a, we were walking back to our 22 for a 22 dropout. And we were like, how has this happened? <laughs> we must have been on about the halfway line <laughs> when it was the, when the scrum packed out. Outrageous. But yeah, they've got a, they've got a big, big team. I can feel that there's a couple of the other clubs that they've just started have started feeding into that club as well. So I just like the Vic and yeah. yeah. Um, with the work that Mike Pride's been doing with them, he's been doing a really, really good job since. Yeah, it's like, it's super impressive actually the work he's done over the past kind of couple of years and in, in helping grow the sport. I mean, he's essentially created a couple of teams, hasn't he? Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a massive unit as well. Yeah, he's a big boy. Him versus when we played them <clears throat> last year, Johnson 
doesn't Johnson doesn't like running at the, the the small people. He likes to pick out the best bloke <laughs> and just and challenge the best bloke. So him and Mike, I know, yeah, and him and Mike probably had a few uh, had a few tussles in that game. I was trying to tell him to run at the bloody winger who's like 12 stone but no he decided to run at my pride every single time so that was uh was interesting yeah. <laughs> i i i remember he took a tap and go penalty and ran straight into me i like it was just super weird he'd like bounced off me and i bounced off him and then he just kind of stood there like i was just stood there and then he saw just <laughs> yeah i'll just help you there <laughs> uh Cradling, but yeah, it's yeah. good player as well. I think yeah, when we had the when we had them at home, and obviously we kind of ran away with that one. Um, but obviously there was quite a few inexperienced team, players in that Bogan team. Um, I think it was quite fun to see him playing twelve or something at the end of the game, just directing people around. And uh, yeah, definitely got a good rugby brain. They used to before Sargana went on that run. Bergen used to be the team to beat in there, so. Uh, I think it sort of went between them and Stavanger for a little while. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the impression I got anyway. But yeah, I, think I know the second half of last season, they did a lot of work. The first half of the season, they were, um, from what David was telling me, they were struggling with numbers to training and that sort of thing. And he was asking for a bit of advice. And I'd sort of said, social, mate, it's all about social. So I think he managed to reach out to a lot of the older boys and get them back in. I think they were a lot. I'd bring in some new ones. So it's like like night and day between the teams that we when played. When we went up our season, when we went up there for the second game, that was a diff- That was a different team. They brought totally different. They had a dead. The thing you can't teach in rugby is size. We were trying to get our forward pack to eat as much pizza as possible to get a bit to get a bit bigger. But I've learned that. Those boys are big, big boys. I've been, I've been doing it. Yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been trying to consume all the pizza that I can. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. It's the rest. It's the yeah. eighty kilo locks that we need to. Yeah, they are. The, the fact that our entire pack is the exact same size, whereas they actually have forwards that look like the position they played. Yeah, but it's. I mean, a minute ago you made you made quite a good point, Ben. Like it is. You know, you said it's all about the social. You know, do you think in the past kind of two or three years that's kind of what's really helped Blinden get to where we are now? is the fact that we are a very social club. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt like at the end of our we're the worst club in the world season, um, sort of felt like we needed to do something in the off season. And obviously, like, I took a pretty massive head knock when we were in Bergen in 2021, so I knew I wasn't going to be playing. So for me, it was going to be more about, like, trying to help bring people into the club and get ourselves noticed. And what better way to get noticed than go to the Irish pub every weekend that the Autumn Internationals are on and just get your faces out there. I think that's how we got you, actually. So, it is? Yeah, Tom and I talking to you at the pub. Yep. Um, and then I, in turn, got the yeah. the two Irishmen. Yeah, and then they kind of... <laughs> just yeah. snowballing from there. Yeah. And we, we got lucky with a thorough recruitment, generally, but I think the social part of it is what keeps people, keeps people in the club as well, so... I don't see that we're going to lose any numbers anytime soon. Yeah, we can obviously work on moving from being like a social, social club to a club that wants to push the things. Yeah. So that's where we're at this year, I think. Well, I think as well, when you're obviously the other teams in the league, they're the only team in their city. So I think recruitment is just 
if you want to play rugby, come and play at our club. Whereas we had kind of Sargana to compete against who were the best. So if you did a little bit of research into Norwegian rugby and you're serious about it, you go, oh, there's two teams in Oslo. One of them's really good. They win every year. One of them's not very good, but uh, I'll go play for that. So we had to do something different to yeah, that's to try and get people in. And that was try and be a, a funner club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and try and push the social side a bit more than them. Yeah. And I'm saying, yeah, come in, if you come here, you'll win loads of trophies because that wasn't the case yeah. ago, two years ago. The, the thing is, is like, if you're a winning club, you're, you attract winners. And that's normally like, it's true. That's normally like, you, if you play rugby seriously, you're going to look at the most serious club when you get somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But I drove, um, um, when I drove London, it's the first time I lost. <laughs> Clammy, you didn't do your research. There's someone doing a masters of economics. <laughs> hey, that's why it takes him so long. That's why it's taking him so long to do it. <laughs> yeah. But then, okay, what do we think of uh, Trondheim then? Again, they they last season they they beat us first game of the season. They beat us fourteen seven. Yeah, fourteen seven. Uh, it's a very very tough game. That there was two two quick tries I think that did us yeah. in that one. Um, that was a tough game. Like uh, you could you could tell it was the first game of the season. Yeah. Like I was on the on the sideline and basically everything happened from fifteen to fifteen. If somebody had actually bothered to go between fifteen and the touchline, like both teams could have probably scored. Yeah, <laughs> so many tries. But we, I remember turning up to that game, <clears throat> trying to like that they're the most northern club on it. Yeah, yeah. the weather is pretty sketchy up there. Oh, and up we went up in April. Yeah, I remember we turned. April. Yeah, we turned. We turned up and then we turned up to start changing, and then it's just like an hour before. Before the game started, and they were all warming up already. Yeah, and we looked at them and we went, "Why the hell are these not warming up so so early before the game? Like, what's going on?" And so we we go out, you know, to warm up. I don't know, forty five minutes before or whatever. And they they'd like basically already finished their warm up when we started ours. And so they all run inside, and we're like, "What, what is going on? Why like, they're not going to be fresh with they?" And then as soon as they went inside, started snowing inside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the side where you snowed. And we just all went, oh my God, this is horrendous. And then we were warming up and then we'd finished our warm-up in the snow. And then as soon as we finished our warm-up, it got sunny again and they all ran out. And we were like, absolute bastards. Like, it could have warned us that the weather was going to do. Yeah, it was literally, yes. Yeah, so I remember we were warming up and we were doing the back moves and we actually had to turn and do the other way. So the we had the snow on our backs instead of uh, in our faces. It was, uh, it was awful. Yeah, but then never we, seen weather like I think that. We've got a good relationship with that because they've got obviously the the university, the big university out there. So there's a lot of players who are from Oslo, but who do union up up in Trondheim. Um, so so players like um, Jakob, Robin, um, and a few more sort of are from Oslo, and then when they're in Oslo for that you know, holiday, university holidays, whatever. Yeah. they come trade and, and play with us. So we've got a pretty good relationship, pretty good relationship with them. But how, how have they, how have they done historically in, in the league? Really? I think sometimes they have had good teams. I think they've made a few finals here and there in the last kind of 10 years. So it depend, obviously they depend a lot on what they get in on exchange. So some years they can be very good. Other t- other years not as good, but it's not 
the, the thing is, is I guess they never get taken completely seriously on the league side of things because they are a very social team. Yeah. Um, I you never really know what you're going to get. So I think we, when we went up there, they actually were, we didn't know what to expect, but they were very organized. Like, and they had clearly put some effort into having a kicking game. Um, so they kicked quite well from 10. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was quite surprised at how good they were for that one. Cause I, I did, cause we played them in autumn and I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> None then, but there yeah, they played well. We were just, uh, yeah, switched off a bit. They yeah. did it from us. No, they were some yeah, they were really good players and they, uh, they also had a few from like Wilson. No, not Wilson, but they had a few, there's a few players from up north. Yeah. Up north that came down to playing that game. Yeah. They were, yeah. They're, they're a good team and they play nice rugby. And then the game that we played against them at our place, that was probably my favorite game of the season. They're trying to mm-hmm. it because, uh, both teams play good rugby. Um, we won. Relatively comfortably at the end, and to sell this, just ramming everyone. But um, no, that would and and Saka with his interesting tries other Saka pressure. with yeah, yeah flipping yeah. off someone and it's uh, flipping off someone on his way to the drop. So <laughs> he was he was flipping the bird from about forty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like he just he just went in, and I was like, oh no! And his his daughter was watching the game, and so on the yeah. sideline, like <laughs> eating ice cream or something. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I love <laughs> I guess for, for context, Saka is, how old is he? Probably mid-30s or 40 or something. He's like a big, big Fijian guy. Um, he's been in and around the Norwegian teams for, for years now, but he's he's an absolute tank. Yeah. 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 And, I think everybody yeah. who yeah. is associated in Norwegian rugby knows Saka. Yeah. Character. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that try celebration was uh, something else. <laughs> yeah. um, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, no, I think uh, yeah. Last year, you know, they they definitely deserved to win the first game. Uh, but I I think from from our perspective, you know, we for us we were like a brand new team. We had about four or five players who'd never played together before, and you know, I thought I thought we did all right. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, right? It's a close game. We were upset we didn't win that. Yeah, yeah. But they had um, who's the the Kenyan guy who Steven? Yeah, yeah, he just he just rammed like. Basically, ran through the middle of our forward pack. And, yeah, and, yeah, and skinned the fullback. Won't tell you the fullback was on that day. Um, hey, I got him the second time. <laughs> the second time he tried to get around me, and I stopped him. So yeah, he well good beef plat as well. Yeah, the second time. <laughs> <laughs> the second time he ran through our forward pack and tried to skin Ed and fought him. So that was good. Yeah, yeah he he came out half time in that game, and I'm like, why? Why just start him? Why is he not playing the whole game? Yeah, that was why he was quality. Yeah, so that. <laughs> They were smart, though. at least they saved something for the end of the second half. Yeah, they were a bit tired. What I think it was is they saw me come off and Will come on, and they thought we can exploit Will. Which <laughs> that's what they did. They really clamber tactically. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, and then we've got a few lads like Aspen and and Jonas and stuff who started over there, ended up in time um, with the yeah. early and stuff, and so they've we've got a pretty good relationship with them. We're probably their closest. Oh, they just they just play a no good spirit. Yeah, yeah. Not a good team. And they play league as well. Um so they're they're in both both competitions. So they yeah, they play I mean Shop and Tron we played quite a lot of rugby actually. I think it is a bit is far away from stuff though. Mm. That's the problem. They've uh, they've changed it for this year though, so they're just playing union. Aren't they? Yeah, they 
sort of had a meeting where it was kind of like they couldn't commit to both because it's too much, especially when you're students. Yeah. So they just decided on the union instead of lead, which Ed, yeah, yeah, the better one really. We going up to them this year? Uh, yeah, they're part of our dream three away games. Three away games, right? Yeah, yeah, third uh, Yeah, should be, which could be quite interesting. So yeah, we'll have to see if we can have to start saving up now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know. What was it? Like uh, Scandinavian Sevens, three away games, and then a World Cup. Yeah, yeah no worries. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and then the other away game is uh, meant to be Stavanger. Yeah. So nice little segue into the next team. I think they've uh, they've done very well over the past few years, I guess. Um, unfortunately, they, they put a very big score on us last year, and then they weren't able to travel up to Oslo for the return fixture. Yeah, we don't, I mean, uh, I was there for the for the big score that's where I won my Dig the Day awards but we did go down with I think 12 players yeah we went down with 13 13 and actually like before the game I sort of said to the boys we we G'd each other up and it was kind of like we said we're gonna get smashed one way or the other so let's let's make them work for the first half an hour before we get tired so I think they only scored the first try after about 30 minutes mm. and then it just rained <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was uh, that that first thirty. I think was probably like for me that was some of the best rugby we played in the season. Just because we basically kept them in their own twenty-two with like thirteen guys plus a guy who had to regularly put his put some part of his body back into joint. <laughs> back in. Oh yeah, they gave us, they gave us a couple of players. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, it was good. But we, we also had a lot of players played out of position as well for that game. Yeah, we had, uh, we had like two forwards in the centres. <laughs> one of them, one of them is Jules. I think Jules you can basically put anywhere. And he'll yeah. get a job. But yep. yeah, it's tough when you don't have the same positioning, you know. But it, I mean, it was a, it was a good place to travel. I like the pitch. There. Yeah, it's nice to play on like proper grass, not like the, not like the the beach with the grass that we have. That yeah, also like yeah, a lot of money is for that, right? Yeah, but it seems it seems that as a club they've got a, a pretty good setup going on down there. Yeah, and I mean they had a, uh, I really enjoyed the final with Evan Simon this year. That was probably yeah. the best game of Norwegian rugby yeah. I've seen. I'm pretty sure Jack has a man of the match against Tamanga. Am I right? Do I? Don't, yeah, I thought he got one of that. No, that was the game where you, I was playing nine, you were playing ten, and it was like shaking it down with raid. And then he's never, and then I, you've, uh, you complained the whole game that I wasn't giving you good enough service, and that was my group. And that's why we were shit. <laughs> yeah, but it was shocked and sad. <laughs> I've never taken yeah. nine since. <laughs> but then it was also like shocking service. But you were complaining about having to catch the ball like at chest height because you couldn't lift up your arms because your shoulders weren't working. He was like, Ben, pick and go for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you should have broken. <laughs> yeah, but somehow you could both be in a rut trying to jackal for the ball. So when you're trying to organize a defensive line and you're nine and ten are both in a rut trying to jackal it. <laughs> you just look up from whatever the scrum was or whatever the last base was and it's like okay they both gone <laughs> spill out into the back line yeah but ben you're not thinking right because if we get the turnover we don't need a defensive line uh, if we get the turnover we get pushed over our own try line because you picked the ball up <laughs> the refs have definitely a penalty for that one what so what what happened there he's oh so 
basically they're on our try line and they're like driving, driving, and I'm like, oh, I'm bored of this, I'm just going to get the turnover. So I go straight over, pick the ball up, but I'm expecting him to like not give the ball up. Right, yeah, the guy on the floor. Yeah, the guy on the floor, like, morally, you should hold on to the ball there. Yeah. Because why give it up? You're so close to the line. Yeah. You risk giving away a penalty for holding on. So I go over the top thinking he's not going to give this up. So I pull it up a bit. And now I didn't just realise where his strength. And I've just saw a lot of stick in the And it's the button on the Mario try line holding the ball. <laughs> like, as if, you know, like a goalkeeper when he captures the ball with his hands, like, outstretched. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. Obviously, but like, it was more you went lion team. Like, he messed up up here, like, Simba. Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> in my eye, it says, you've ordered that pack go, right? Smash it. <laughs> so I got smashed back over the trial and put it down. Ben is giggling at the side of me. Not offered any support whatsoever. So I went to the ref. I was like, you could have given me the penalty. And it's like, yeah, but you've got the turn. <laughs> I didn't want him. Yeah. I didn't want the board. The thing is, as well, is I was stood right next to you, like, I could have turned over that ball. But you didn't. Probably not get pushed over that. <laughs> the try line. You actually just wore, like, a tackle by three people. And yeah. it's like, that's not right. To be fair, yeah. I spent a lot of that game because they played, is it Adam Jones? Their big, powerful lad. They played him at 12. And I, he was lined up for a crash ball of me from every scroll. And I was just bricking it. <laughs> I was like, I am going to get involved with it. <laughs> I'm, there, like, I'm trying to look concrete, like I can tackle. But I, internally, I'm like, okay, get closer. Get closer. <laughs> Telling every forward, like, watch him, watch him. And then, like, I fly off a plastic behind his back, and the most relieved person was me. Good luck, back you. But that's, the, I mean, that's the game this year that, I, you know, I want us to turn up in. Because we played him twice got spanked both times and then the game that we thought right we'll have you in this game they didn't turn up so this year is uh we want to yeah whatever put on, i'll go there and put on a performance yeah yeah i guess unfortunately that that is the you know the issue with norwegian rugby is that the away games are just such a big commitment for players to to commit to it's it's hard to get the numbers and um, especially with the night and team camp yeah it's like sort of around yeah because i remember that was like a the final was the week after exactly a game in Finland as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of their boys, there were say national team players, were sort of like, okay, yeah. we we can't do all of it. So Glindon yeah. away was obviously the game to to not turn up exactly. But thankfully, our biggest rivals in, in the league, Sargana, they've got no excuse because we we share the same pitch and yeah, well, that's against our home games, yeah. It is a bit weird, isn't it, having like a home and away game against Saga in it, even like it's the same pitch, same changing rooms. Uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah, just lucky because Alexei doesn't go to away games, so maybe he won't be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest of the pensioners would turn up. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know last week on, on the podcast, we, we said a lot of stuff about the, the Saga in a back row. Um, do, Tom, are you going to make an apology or? I don't play the game because the car smashed me. <laughs> I'm getting married. I'm getting married that day. I'll what? I'll say. Remember, Richie said, Richie was texting us saying, "All right, well, that's the Sargana team talk done for the year." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're all uh, <laughs> just going to have it written up on their board and the change. Glad it got out in got out in big letters though, so they can see it. You get the bifocals on. <laughs> <laughs>
I think we should change the uh, change the time of the, of, of the games like eight pm. So most of them being dead by then, <laughs> back in their retirement. Yeah, they look pretty sober. Get in. I guess. I guess. Like back from the garden. <laughs> I guess. Uh, joking aside, but they are. You know, unfortunately, they, they might. A lot of the players might be older, but they are just a ridiculously good team. Well, they're Matthew. They are so. Like, they're really, really good. Yeah. Um, and the old boys are ridiculously good like pascal is one of the fixed blokes i've ever seen he's an absolute spike <laughs> i think i think that's two that's the second time in two weeks you've you mentioned pascal and how fit he is jack yeah yeah i think it's uh if you can't go all in on them because we're hoping to have a couple of games of them together and yeah the first half of the season so yeah and i guess you can Tell them how old they are when we're just sharing a bus to Gothenburg or something. Yeah, but, yeah, but I guess um, Ben, I know you, you probably know a lot of their um, coaches and other things a bit better than the rest of us. How, how genuinely, how do you think they'll they'll do this year? Do you think they'll be as dominant as last season? Or um, I think they still have the strength in the squad. I think uh, from what I've seen, back of house, there's with Chris leaving. That's a massive hole to fill. He started, he's done such a phenomenal job of getting that club, or keeping that club where it is, and just keeping that team spirit. I know he got a couple of guys having kids, and they're moving on a little bit, but I'm sure they're just going to be as good as they were, at least for this year. Um, yeah. Technically, though, if they haven't had the kid, they should be fine to play rugby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that counts as before the before autumn though. It is like, is it turning up in November? Yeah, you can come and play rugby. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. But last season, I mean, in the first game last season, where you know half of our team got injured, myself included, it was a pretty pretty one sided game. That, but the second game, it was a lot closer. I think it was twenty six something the final score, which actually was. Uh, you know, you're saying something just because you don't want to say zero. Okay, we scored. Not in the second one. Okay, well, 26 nil. We are most scored. I think we blame Johnson for not scoring. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about. I wasn't at the game, but I heard the story of uh, um, Johnson. Uh, I remember that. I wasn't there. Isn't isn't it when uh, <laughs> half my jaw? Well, we can... <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, so the game starts. Oh, the kick. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The game started. We we started really, really well. We got a penalty in the first couple of minutes, and Will and we go to the, we go to the post, and it's a it's a kick that Will would probably get. And so we we take the penalty. I <laughs> checking for Will's about to kick the ball. Johnson screamed, "Let's go, boys!" <laughs> And then Will shakes the kick. And turn around and to Johnson, he's like, what are you doing? Well, there's the cuts downhill from there. It's the only time I've ever seen Will angry. He plays, he plays nine and he's such a good rugby player, but he just, he's just not an angry person at all. And no. it just, he just turned around to Johnson and went, Oi, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, that was a good nice game. I'm... It actually won time there every time. No, it was it was a really, really tough game there. And I think we, we kept them out for about 20, 25 minutes, I think. I seem to remember. Yeah, they were they were kicking penalties. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think when when you get Saga kicking penalties, 
it's a sign of respect almost like yeah. the fact that they're not going for points every single time or tries rather I was, the other I was, thing the other thing that was funny was um i probably shouldn't say this because it's probably a tactical thing that they'll try and exploit this year but um i remember freddie in the post-match chat was saying you know we were trying to maul you and you're doing this really clever thing of like not not <laughs> at the mall so we couldn't we couldn't set up more public and he thought that that was like a clever tactical but yeah. actually we just didn't have a feel we didn't know yeah, it was so no funny. Practice pool before, so no one actually. I think so. No, that's a legacy from when we were the worst team of the world. Yeah, so you're like, we don't really know how to lift the line up. We're just here. We're like seven guys are just standing. Yeah, and yeah. take it back when you just watch them. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not like we're not we're preparing something. We just stood there like, what are they doing? So <laughs> back to dental tactical masterclass. Yeah, no. I was. I think I was on the side. Like I was one of the coaches that day for Blinden, and I think I was talking to Richie or someone at, the, at that point when it happened. And even Richie was like, "Oh wow, like that's really impressive." And I was like, "These <laughs> Richie, that we don't know what just happened." <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part is they used it for the natural team. You're offended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Free the Spain. They're like, and read how bold do I read it out? And I just remember being like, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the to tactical team. I was Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know, Ben, uh, you're heavily involved in this if you want to give us a rundown of what's what's happening. Yeah, no, it's just going to be, you know, we've got at 3.30 next Saturday, like a 60 minutes, four four times 15 minutes of uh, Blin and Sagner mixed against the national team. So it'll be a good warm-up for them to have some contact because apparently they're playing against Andorra who are coming off the end of their season. Lucky, so they've just been playing full contact for God knows how long and now we our national team has got got to go from playing zero contact to playing against us to then play against Andorra so hopefully we're better than Andorra than inside of combined and then they can just wander into Andorra and be like man this is easy I've <laughs> <laughs> to do with Alexei and uh, Johnson all afternoon we know they'll be like oh this is going to be chill <laughs> having a look at the, the the team that we're hopefully putting out as a blend and Sagan combined it's a very good team. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. if if a lot of these players, you know, a lot of them are foreigners or expats in Norway, but I guess if they were actual Norwegians, a lot of those players would probably be in, in the national side. The pack. Yeah. From the pack, yeah. especially. 12 yeah. wouldn't. They've not got no idea getting in. Yeah. 12. 12 shock it. Terrible. Yeah. Have I injured? Yeah. What's, yeah. This, what's he called again? Uh, Jack Hobbs. Jack Hobbs? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. But no, I think it'll be, I think it'd be a, a pretty close game. I mean, I know it's only a training match. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a training match, but you can't go you can't go in half baked like that. Not yeah. told it. Yeah, they're they're going to be out to try and get into the starting squad for the national team. And I think we also want to try out some combinations. Like I'm, I want to see Will and Francisco nine and ten. Yeah, yeah. And so we got players to move around to different positions and try out. Is a uh, you? Yeah, I think there'll be some points to prove yeah. across the board, really. And at the end of the day, it's more rugby. Yeah, yeah. proper exactly. Head, full yeah. contact rugby and it's in, a, in a yeah in a in a league five teams. And 
that's you know you want more as much rugby as you can get. Uh, yeah, yeah. Will you be making an appearance, Tom? Maybe. Depends how my master is going on the pitch. No, definitely not. <laughs> Caught half of them old. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to be giving most of those players a wide berth until September. We can go on holiday for the side, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't booked it yet. <laughs> I was I was looking forward to you and Jack being on the sideline heckling people in really yeah. like put on home accents on the, the side of where we played side in the last year and Jack just sounded like a right brummy heckling players on the side of the pit. Why got <laughs> like, yeah? I was I got bit too a lot bit too keen in that game on the side. Um, I think you broke quite a few of the rugby values. Yeah, that was the only way we were getting there, mate. They were absolutely destroying us. That was the only way we were going to get any kind of. Well, I thought, you know, we needed to wrap some ass. <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully uh, I'll be doing that again. But yeah. I think I, uh, what was this? Did you see that? Yeah. Lift your flag there. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's rubbish. She's going to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> Kick it to him. Oh, wait, weren't you dressed as like a proper football manager the entire time as well? Like a proper suits, tie. I had my blender tie and stuff on there. But, um, you got to do it when you coach. You remember that Tron time game? Oh, I wore skinny jeans. So literally. <laughs> 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 no, that'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be good fun to, uh, to play against the national team. They've got some... Mm. Are they bringing all that, the boys over from England? All the really... Um, I don't know if they're the training camp. I haven't heard, but we'll see. They were some really good players. Yeah. yeah. Look like number eight playing against Finland. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Playing against them, he was playing. Yeah. Uh, That'll be interesting. Yeah. Some big hits, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually quite nicely brings us on to uh, the next section, which is uh, so we're, we're called the Waste High Rugby Podcast because we, I guess, because we, we believe that the, the laws in England, the new laws coming in in England are an absolute joke. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Be half baked. Yep. Tom, I want to start with you. Give us your, give us your rundown on, on this. Honestly, I think I would be amazing. No, I'm kidding me in there. <laughs> so, like, I might be foreign. I don't want to watch it. But play to where no one can hit me above the waist. I crawl. <laughs> Get the ball and just, like, bend that over and just slowly move toward. I mean, it's good for the short, it's good for the short boys, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's going to get, like, rugby players are going to get smaller and smaller and smaller and wider and wider and wider. <laughs> they're just going to be like, be like Paul Diggett. Every single one, or just, yeah, just like a meter wide waist, so you can't actually wrap it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want a really big chest and like upper body. You want that to be massive, so that it's like massive blade really short, in you. really short legs. Yeah, like the whole body type would change. No, you're only really short. No, you want really big legs, so you really you got a tiny little waist. So there's no. Oh no no no! Learn the weight. No, no, exactly. You want really short legs. No, I mean I think people are people are kicking off about it. And uh, I think right. So um, the, the the problem with rugby and is that you know people are less people playing it and less people watching it and people are trying to like. I think this is a thing to try and get rugby to be more accessible for like the rest of the people. But you basically the reason why people don't watch rugby is because it's too complicated. Like, and then now you are like adding more rules. So this, it's not going to alienate people who don't know about rugby because it's just going to be, and there's the amateur game and the professional game different. 
that's another extra complication that's just going to make people not want to watch rugby. And then also you're alienating all the people who actually love rugby and watch rugby and play rugby with the new laws. So I just think it's like, you're not doing anything. Yeah. I don't know that it's sort of like an accessibility thing necessarily because uh, I think if you don't have those rules, it's kind of more accessible in a way. It's literally just this safety. Is it just yeah, it's it's just, just a law a safety thing? Is it the lawsuit? A uh, decent amount, I would say. But what? So one question I had is, you know, obviously we're we're here in Norway, and these laws don't impact us here, and how we play rugby but if if they were to bring that in into Norway like for example Ben like how, how do you think that would go because I mean a lot of players in in the league here they start rugby at a later age at a later age so like they you know it's probably harder to learn these skills right how do you think that would go here I think it's a bit like a mixed bag because it's either people who start late or people who have played for a long time but then stopped and then come back to it or it's people who have just come here and carried on playing so it's kind of this real mixed bag of pit of playing types so i don't i don't think it would be particularly effective here but then also there was a lot of concussions and injuries last year so something probably needs to be done in terms of like education around concussions and head injuries here but i don't think doing waist high tackle is the way to do it I've never been concussed from someone hitting me in my on my chest. Look, like I get people get concussed by getting knees in the head and like hips in the head and getting like kicked in ruck and stuff. I don't think it's going to stop. Yeah, I got kicked in a ruck for mine. Yeah, um, yeah. I think so. Tom, Tom's been sagging, giggling away for a while. <laughs> what, what is so funny, Tom? I was just thinking that Jack's like to make rugby more accessible in Norway, we've got to keep the players that are already playing. So forcing some of the older guys to bend at the waist and attack. Yeah, I don't know. It's not the right way. Maybe that'll be a good way to go. Maybe that'll be the way to be solved with it. <laughs> bend over. I think the, the most hilarious thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say, I think the most like, uh, like hilarious thing in a way is that probably the most accessible form of rugby in Norway is actually Lee. Yeah, it was like, I love that. There's less players on the pitch, so you don't have to travel with as many. The rules are less complicated, but the <laughs> the tackling. I mean, that's the game. <laughs> that rugby union is not the game that needs to lower the tackle height. No, in the amateur game, rugby league is the game that needs to lower that tackle height. I guess it appears that that's true. Actually, I reckon if you just raised it a little bit, no one would hit anyone. Yeah, it's like already like just hit someone in the head. If you just said. Uh, raise the type of height a little bit like the forehead you would just have glancing blood <laughs> it's true though because when we played at the Lulastrop we were playing with the Oslo Capitals we had a couple of guys on you uh, played rugby you played rugby rugby against yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and the, a couple of the Capitals boys were running so low they were literally going through the tackle so it's just like they'd go high and they were just going through this space like this space under the arms of two of the players like almost linked together yeah and then sort of like pop up behind it it feels a bit like a cheat code yeah i mean i don't want to sound bad about the, the standard of rugby league and all because it is good and you know i love rugby league but tom and i went to go and watch that game against the capitals and, and lewis in mean, there's not a lot of skill on oh, it's pitch up 
It's a, it is basically just a massive punch up for yeah. 80 minutes. People get angry and they tackle alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike was doing chop tackles all day and they were just getting really angry about it. I mean, I think Lago was probably the most skillful player on that pitch that game. Um, but it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, but rugby league, like skill, is different, isn't it? Skill is whacking someone really hard. Yeah. And like making them lose the ball. And like, like, it really high in the end. Yeah, and it's a different skill. Like hang time and, yeah. Actually, the um, timing is really important. The the rugby league season is actually kicking off next week. With, uh, I think, the first game is Haugesson and Solnell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, good luck to them. Yeah, rugby league is it's a great game, and yeah, as as a for a club that's starting out, um, it's way more accessible. I mean, because like especially in Union, you can't start and be a prop and then seriously play against seasoned props. Like it's just so dangerous. Yeah. Well, it's not dangerous, but it's just not. It's just not. Um, well, it is dangerous. Yeah. It's just, there's the, the technical bits in rugby union, like the, the line out and the scrubbings, you can't just put together 13 big boys from the gym. You want to smash shit out of each other and then and then turn up and be a good 15 team. But you sort of can do that in league, yeah. especially at this level. Mm. So I kind of understand why the league boys kind of start start up in the league, but they'll be they'll be playing union soon. Yeah. I, I think, but yeah, I think also with the like on the league side of things. One thing that I don't really like here at the moment is that they've sort of stopped you from playing both. Yeah. So really, like, tried to clash the seasons, which is a bit of a shame because I know we have a few guys who wouldn't mind playing playing league, especially in spring Divan, that we don't have many 15s fixtures. And some guys are not really that bothered for sevens. So to play 13s in the league would be quite a nice outlet for some guys who just want to slash the crap out of each other. <laughs> And you know, rugby's rugby, and there's a lot of... I haven't met... So I, I, I played a bit of league as well, so I haven't met any players who don't... who really against the idea of playing both. I think most people want to just play as much rugby as they can. I dream of playing, like, international rugby league for Norway for 30 seconds at the end. They nearly got to the World Cup. I know, it's yeah. actually, like, play league yeah. to go to the World Cup. Yeah, like, they ranked, what, 16th in the world? Yeah, something like that. They, were, they had to beat Greece or something. That, uh, exactly, they were they were literally one game away from uh, qualifying. Yeah, yeah, and they lost. That's a bit insane. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't even imagine if our mates who we know play rugby league for Norway turned up and played against Australia in rugby league. Sending them proud. Oh my god! That's a moment. don't worry, you will win because Tom Riley's on the pitch for thirty seconds. Oh mate, honestly, I was on a nice freak. And I'm gonna pull my hamstring on the way onto the pitch. <laughs> Go straight down. Get, I'm gonna get my full shebang, like stretching <laughs> it. And we go chilling. Yeah, and then with like an oxygen mask as well, but I'm gonna give a thumbs up to the. <laughs> but it's okay. Most naturally gifted player I ever played with. <laughs> oh, could be your mouth when you say stuff like that. Say it right into the lung. <laughs> uh dear. I guess uh, we're we're kind of running short on time ish. Um, so. I think it'll be good to kind of discuss the the weekend's rugby. Big big weekend of uh, Champions Cup rugby um, just gone. I think four pretty big scores. Um, was this the highest scoring quarterfinals you've seen or there has been? Do you think? I, I would I would say it's, it's probably pretty close to be fair. Yeah, but there's a growing like mismatch between the URC 
slash well plus Leinster and the English Premiership and yeah. the French top top fourteen. Oh, the top fourteen. So uh, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think Jack, you're one of the only ones out of all of us that pretty saw pretty much every game. Any big moments, standout moments for you? Uh, Toulouse are are amazing. Like Toulouse are amazing. I haven't seen a team play off. Uh, some of the players they have are ridiculous. We were talking, and they have three. We were saying, oh yeah, Ramos is playing amazingly at fullback, and then I looked at it, and then Capozzo was in the stands because he's injured, and I went, Tom's just written Leicester played well. Well, yeah, I think that's a little bit. But and then they have Capozzo in the stands, and you go, oh, Capozzo plays for Toulouse as well. And then they have who's the other one? Jamine. Yeah, yeah. And so they have literally three international fullbacks uh, in one side. It was, yeah, they 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 did a number. I think they'll win the whole thing, but I think uh, you think Ben thinks that Leinster it's Leinster to lose in the semis at the Aviva because it's always at the Aviva. And like what happens, it literally is like uh, even when it was in a neutral territory, it was. <laughs> so. Uh, that would be an amazing. That should be the final, really. Yeah. To the that that yeah. little um, that little dink pass by the kick from uh, Ramos to Enzimak. Yeah, on his own, on his own trial yeah, line. line, and he just kicks it across. He kicks it ten meters across. Calm as anything off the floor. Yeah, <laughs> you can find that one on YouTube actually. As yeah, what? Like, it's just worth looking just for that if you follow the Champions Cup on YouTube. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's it's just mental, and the fact that Enzimak looks like he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And, and he yeah. does that training all the time. <laughs> I think a slightly slightly disappointing game for me was uh, Exeter. I think it was just pretty. It was a pretty boring watch. I'm so glad that South African teams are out. Yeah, I'm so glad they're out. They, I'm really really glad. <laughs> Exeter were that wasn't even like Exeter's first team either, was it? No, they didn't. Loads of players yeah. come back. Hog was on the bench. They had a Hulk number nine. Hog Hog done get in the first team anyway. Well, yeah, they all want to full back. Yeah, they had a, a number nine that no one's heard of. Um, but yeah, they were. It was a good game, but it was just a very one-sided scoreline. I think. And yeah, that was a pretty. That was pretty. Yeah, but you, you can you can understand because South Africa's a long way away, and yeah. they're like trekking to and from South Africa all the time. I mean, it's going to take it out of you, isn't it? And it was like you're not getting excited. Like when we go to South Africa, it's like, oh, even Durban, Cape Town, they're going to Exeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, mate. Actually, well, they're everything you for. Yeah. Tommy <laughs> and James. I'll go to the Dragons in yeah. February. Was <laughs> for the, um, the Rodney Parade. Yeah. That brand is cool. For the 12 <laughs> For the Toulouse Sharks game, Tom, did you see uh, see a Khaleesi walking out in the tunnel singing with all the other players? Yeah. I just don't. I'm just tired of like naff rugby figures. Like, oh, he hooked his son. Let's go go wild. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Like, just play the game. Just walk out. I'm not bothered if they sing, dance, yeah, play some drums. Some Maori cut black comes out in front and blows a horn. Like I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> just, just walk out of the tournament and play the game. Yeah. And like, oh, like the other one. I think oh, if they won, if they won that game and they'd all played amazing, fair enough. Yeah. Just release the video. They got fifty put on it. Yeah. They got battered. Yeah. But I just don't care. Yeah. Like, what what do you do? Like in the change rooms, up cheer. Like. Don't care. It makes I like, no difference. I like that you win or not. I love to lose. They're my favorite. Well, apart from the team that I actually support, they're my favorite team. I love. Them. We'll we'll come on to we'll come on to Leicester in a minute. But quickly, uh, La Rochelle Saracens yesterday again. It wasn't the most exciting game, but 
La Rochelle are just, they're so good. They're massive. Yeah. They're massive. Huge. Well, I remember when Will Skelton went to um, Saracens and they made him lose loads of weight. Yeah. So he could be fit. And he, yeah, he got like, really fit and stuff. But now he, he's gone to France and he started eating croissants every day. And now he's big again. But he's like better. <laughs> and he still plays 80 minutes. I don't understand what's happening. Why Australia? That I'm not allowed to pick that guy. Is it's better than yours? Yeah, it's, it's central. Yeah. They spend 1.6 million on winger from rugby league, and they don't pick like the biggest second row in the world. They are like, what are you doing? Like imagine it, right? Will Skelton walks in, and when Eddie Jones thinks he's a little bit overweight, they start shaking him like a sweet him. <laughs> like the Debbie Pennyong. And Will Skelton just goes. Find us in the face. It takes the sweets now. I love them. We'll be dangling sweets in front of Pick me, dog. Pick me. I'll be taking me. But the the man of the match in that game, Levani Bottier, number seven slash twelve. How good of a player is he? No, I yeah. freak. Absolute freak. So, like the little dummy he made, and then the offload to Cobalo. Filthy. Uh, as a as a thirty four year old as he is. Yeah, uh, it fills me with hope for the fact that I might make one turnover in a game this year. <laughs> not for Jane, you're not for Jane now, are you? Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Can't be perfect, I guess. No, yeah. yeah. Why do you 72 year old Baker Sargon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. We've got do it for the money. We've got, uh, we've got about four or five minutes left, um, but I, I guess the, one of the biggest games of the weekend, um, Leinster and Leicester, I think. I think the rest of us can just be quiet and let Jack vent for a few minutes. No, I mean, I'm not going to vent. Um, Leinster's really good, aren't they? Like, they're amazing. It's just uh, a... It was annoying. It was really annoying that the Viva wasn't full. Like, you think, why is quarterfinal of the Champions Cup? You'd think they'd be able to... I, I think there was a reason why they couldn't fill it out or something. Or they it was because it was uh, back-to-back games. So they'd played Ulster the previous week there, and they got 50 odd thousand in yeah and they decided that a week was too short a turnaround to try and fill it again yeah so uh, they didn't open the top tier because of that yeah so they just filled the bottom two but there was still 20 and 28 thousand or something yeah well and it'll be you're not gonna like open up a whole stadium with a minnow like leicester's coming around <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no one's making that trip <laughs> no no free fans from leicester no i think we sold like 500 tickets or something yeah, not a lot. Well, hundreds, pretty good. Yeah, but um, no, nah, I mean the first half was Leinster just really apart though, weren't they? Like we, I think our pack was better than them in the first half. I said, you know, it was like just me. We were just smashing them, and we were. Tommy Rafael was amazing at the breakdown. Can't believe he doesn't start for Wales. Uh, he had a really good game. Yeah, so good. And uh, and then we were playing. Yeah, we we were doing really well. We were basically frustrating them um we went in sort of half time played you know i was pretty happy with that half but then leinster i don't know what it is about them i feel like leinster play they just know they're gonna win and like they they can just switch off and like not really care and then they will just turn it on and then they'll score like three tries and then they'll just they're like arrogant but in a way that they deserve to be arrogant yeah so like in the first half they switched off and we scored and then they just kind of went Oh, we're actually in the game now because they played. They don't play many games where they actually were sacking close. Yeah. So then they just turn it on in the second half and just and blow us away. 
they were, yeah, they're amazing. Just sort of look like in the first half. You know when like teams say, yeah, okay, you're going to attack for five minutes and then you're going to defend for five minutes. Yeah. It just looked like they were training. So it's just like they had the ball, they were just super patient. They get smashed in the tackle, but just there, yeah, spine will run another pod, we'll run another pod, back line, move, run another pod. Yeah, yeah. It just looked super chilled out. And then suddenly they get that yellow card in the second half and they're like, oh, oh no, we should probably play some rugby now. <laughs> we might be in trouble. Yeah. And then they push in seven man push, like seven men push eight off the ball. And then straight after that, it's like, Try, 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 try. What do you reckon? Andre Keenan. So good. And Gary Lingwood is yeah. so good. But yeah. what, what do you think the logic was behind putting Freddie Stewart on the wing? Because he's not the quickest person in the world. His defence is questionable. Why, why do you think they did, they did that? Freddie Stewart, right? <laughs> Tom, Tom has convinced everyone he's met that Freddie Stewart is garbage. And he's not. He's not very fast for, for an international fullback. And I thought that's, that's what I did. Yeah, and he's 21. Anyway, it's only going to get slower. He's only going to get faster from 21. But he, when he started, basically his thing is he catches everything. And no one, he's the best catcher of the ball probably in Europe. I haven't seen anyone who's more consistently good at catching the ball. We stuck him on the wing. And in the first minute, or the first bit of the game, Andre Collard pings a crossfield kick over to him. And he obviously captures it and he made loads of ground. And then we don't do another one for the whole time. But isn't that when he tried to sidestep James Lowe, but he, he can't sidestep James Lowe? No, he can't sidestep. But he, doesn't, he shouldn't have to, he shouldn't need to have to sidestep. He, he can catch everything. When he, when he started for England, he'd catch it from fullback and then just launch it in the air, run 20 metres and catch it. Ah. And all of a sudden, he started trying to like play like counter-attacking fullback play and it doesn't work. Like, he should just capture everything. He did do a really, really good up and under against Leinster. What happened was he caught out the ball, and then, like, obviously, Leinster's kick chase is probably, like, 30 metres away from him when they're setting a defensive line. And Freddie Stewart, 30 metres away from Leinster's line, what's enough Leinster off? Crap. Honestly, watch it back, you'll see this. The ball comes really, really high in the air, and Freddie Stewart catches it. Leinster's <laughs> <laughs> defensive line. And it's like, he just... <laughs> but, but doesn't quite understand attack I think is his problem because he needs to run a bit closer kick it over their line and catch it behind yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't need to but I don't know why he bothers it's like um, I don't know why he bothers counter-attacking or practicing any kind of counter-attacking or step or anything he should just kick it and people should just kick it to him he's going to do a Tebow flow on I reckon he'll finish his career in the second row yeah, this good good catcher of the ball. Yeah, like he'll he'll be easy to get off the ground in the line out. Yeah, like he's a brilliant crash ball player. As he, that's how he scored basically all of his tries. Let's be honest. Yeah, they scored a decent amount of tries for England, and they're all from crash ball. Thanks, the Freddie Frost. Apart from one against Australia, where he actually did make half a sidestep and get through, but apart from that, they've all been crash ball. I think the yeah. rock where the was trying to say <laughs> yeah, probably he's in fact a pretty sturd he is very good at finishing from five meters out <laughs> i mean the buddy is a skill like i'd rather have someone can finish from, finishing from five meters out is a skill in rugby that's like how all the forward scholars tried finishing from five meters out is like uh rude family story of football not me mate just like getting those like goals in the six yard box it's a skill so he's got that skill and he's brilliant under the high ball i feel that's just the rest of his game is I think non-existent. I think um, I, this is a. I think this is a topic that can can go on for for a while. 
So I think we'll we'll say on back to the Freddie Stewart. We'll chat. we'll come back to the Freddie Stewart and Leicester chat. It was only in, a, it was inevitable. Let us avoid it for the first. Exactly. Place, but here we are. I will give the full propaganda. Yeah, later podcast. And your manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain to the world why Freddie Stewart. Yeah. Is so exploitable. But very. <laughs> I think we'll 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 try and finish it there. So very quickly, let's go around. Um, who is going to win the Champions Cup this season? Ben. Uh, Leinster. Tom. Leicester Tigers. Toulouse. Toulouse. I'm saying Larajel. Actually, Dupont first Toulouse. Really, well, great. I think, uh, thanks everyone for, for tuning in and listening. Um, this is the Waste High Podcast and we'll see you next week.